0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Finnovate Podcast. As you've probably already seen on the show artwork, this is a big deal for us. This is our 200th episode of the Finnovate Podcast. I wanna start by thanking all of the guests, all of the listeners who've been with us through this journey. It's been quite a ride from my standpoint. I think back to the first episode, which we launched way back in the fall of 2019. Obviously, so much has happened In that time, so many best of show winners have come across the Finnovate stage, the pandemic happened, the capital crunch happened, the way that FinTech is operating has changed significantly over those past four and a half years. And through it all, it's been my absolute pleasure to get to connect on a weekly basis with some of the most intelligent, thought-provoking people in the FinTech space. By no means is this episode anything close to a comprehensive overview of what we've covered in the last 199 episodes, that would be impossible. You should go back and listen to all of them. All of them are available, by the way, on the Provoke.fm webpage. But what I wanted to do with this episode is just talk for a little bit about some of the really high-profile lessons, those really important pieces that I've learned personally as as I've done this show, and I wanted to encourage all of you to think about some of these big picture pieces as you go and start your 2024 off, and as we continue our podcast journey with our next 200 guests. Stay tuned for all that coming up. So what are the big picture pieces that I've taken away from so many of the conversations that I've had? Well, I'll start with a relatively simple one. And it's the idea that FinTech is intensely personal. I think a lot of times we think about FinTech as being tech first, as focusing on numbers, focusing on back end systems and inefficiencies, and things that most people don't really spend a lot of time thinking about, like anti-money laundering or compliance efforts, things of that nature. But what has struck me over the course of my time talking with everybody on the show, is how many of the successful founders that I speak to have a personal connection that really energizes them and motivates them to bring their absolute best to the table on a day-in, day-out basis. Now, this can be something really straightforward. It can be somebody who was in debt themselves, struggled to repay that debt, and all of a sudden, once they come out the other side, they think there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be something that we can do to help people out than the way that I would have liked to be helped out. I've seen and and spoken with people who uh, have had experiences where their parents have had uh, some bad things happen to them, been a victim of fraud or something along those lines. And that motivates them to go out and try and do better for that next generation. Or even people who come to this country uh, with parents who are immigrants and have struggled to engage with the financial system that we have in place here going on and having really exciting careers where their goal is to expand access to those financial services themselves. Obviously, this could be very mundane as well. In many cases, it's simply just somebody inside a bank saying, you know, this used to be a giant pain for me. I wonder if anybody else has had this pain as well. And then finding out that yes, actually they have. So I, I mentioned this from a founder standpoint as saying, If you aren't connecting personally to the problem that you're trying to solve, you're probably leaving something on the table. And there's a good chance that somebody who does have that connection to the subject matter is gonna do a really good job. But it doesn't stop with this idea that a founder has to be personally connected. FinTech is also extremely personal on the customer side as well. And this is one of those things that's really easy to forget as we operate inside this FinTech bubble, this FinTech sphere. If you talk to people in the industry on a day in day out basis, you sometimes get numb to what's really happening with these tools when they go out into the real world the companies that I've seen who've done the best are the ones who are really proactively anticipating how real people are going to use their technology, what's gonna make those people have a good experience, what's gonna make the tool useful to those people, and thinking about it on a hyper-personal level. This goes beyond just you know PFM style or personalized app style, but really thinking about what a user is going to do with your technology. So the first big picture takeaway that I wanna highlight is this idea FinTech is personal. It should be personal. We need to treat it like it's personal and we will make sure that our industry, our technology stays relevant once it enters the real world. The second really big picture piece that struck me as I went back and reviewed some of these notes is creativity is really the king in FinTech. And I think a lot of times we look at new solutions, new innovations and think, How much new technology is there? In many of the cases, the companies who've won best of show at Finnovate events, which is the fastest way for a FinTech founder to get featured on this show, many of those companies that have won best of show did not create massively new and different technology. Rather, they took existing technology and pointed it towards a problem that nobody had pointed it at, or they thought creatively about how they could compile all of the different pieces of technology that exist in a way that hasn't been done before. This is something which really shifted the way I looked at FinTech as a whole. Um, When I started looking at it less from the standpoint of who can code the coolest thing, and more from the standpoint of who can really understand where the holes are, where the gaps are that need to be plugged. It created a really big shift in how I look at financial technology. And when I go and look at a show like Finnovate and see so many amazing technologies on display, one of the first things that I think about to myself is who needs this? Why hasn't this hole been plugged before? And again, those really creative solutions are the ones that tend to stand out. So I I mention this because I think a lot of people end up getting tunnel vision and focused on the tech side of fintech. I mean, it is half of the word fintech, so it's understandable. But we should really be looking at the creativity side of it, looking at where we can apply it. And when you look at it from that standpoint, there's clearly so much more to do in this FinTech ecosystem. there are so many problems that are still to be solved. And that's what really excites me about looking towards the future and thinking, okay, where can we still do more? Where can we take the tools that we have and apply more? And and I think this is where FinTech will continue to grow over that next iteration. So it's one of the things that really keeps me excited and and energized in thinking about the space. The next piece that I think it's important to highlight here is venture capitalists. And I've had a lot of venture capitalists on the show. If you go back and listen, I've talked to several dozen VCs over the course of these first 199 episodes, and they're all very intelligent people. They're all extremely successful, and they're certainly all worth listening to. But as I go back and listen to some of them from the earlier episodes, I'm struck by something that we don't like to admit very often in this space, which is simply... Venture capitalists are guessing too. Now, they're really intelligent guesses. They've got a lot of tools at their disposal and ability to say, we really think this is what's likely to happen. And it's it's a very good idea to listen and pay attention when a venture capitalist tells you something. But... I think sometimes we look at venture capitalists in the fintech ecosystem and we deify them a little bit too much. We look at them and I think their word is, is hyper elevated in terms of our general consciousness. And I'm not sure that that's necessarily a healthy thing. I think about the amount of attention that we spend on who got what funding round and what their company valuation is. Massive amounts of attention is paid to these types of metrics And it makes sense. I mean, it's fun to think about this is how much that company must be worth if so-and-so is willing to fund them a $50 million Series D. Oh, by the way, you guys remember $50 million Series Ds? That was fun. That was fun. I wonder if we'll get back there. But if you look at the venture capital success rate, And you think this is a group of people who really doesn't have to be right every time in order to be very successful. It's a group of people who clearly have a lot of ways to analyze this as a good bet, but ultimately, If you are putting too much stock in a company valuation that comes from a venture capitalist valuation, it can be very dangerous. And we've seen this happen over the last couple of years. A company valuation is a very fickle thing and it can easily drop dramatically with the next funding round. And this is not to disparage any of the venture capitalists who've been on the show, not by any means. I've thoroughly enjoyed all of my conversations with them. And again, I think it's a very useful part of the fintech ecosystem to pay attention to, but at the back of your mind, it's worth it to keep just this little idea in there that, hey, these guys are guessing too. And by doing that, by focusing on the content of their message rather than what their guesses actually are, I think it's a much healthier way To determine the health of the fintech ecosystem, especially in this moment now where we have a limited amount of venture funding going into the space. It's really tempting to say, oh, the VC funding is down, the industry is down. I don't think that's the case. We're seeing really exciting new technologies and they're succeeding despite the funding environment right now. In some cases, maybe even because of it. And so whenever anybody says I'm placing too much emphasis on what the venture capitalist thinks, I always just in the back of my mind have that little ping, you know, I've talked to a lot of incredibly smart venture capitalists and a lot of them have been wrong quite a few times. It's important to remember that can happen, and that does happen and that will happen again. So the third piece that I wanted to really highlight is this idea, venture capitalists are guessing too. And again, very good guesses, but they are still guesses. The last thing, and I think this is a really important piece that has struck me over the course of the the podcast that we've done so far. I've talked to a number of people from all across the fintech ecosystem. Again, venture capitalists, best of show winners, analysts, people who have invented new types of e-commerce opportunities, so many different people, different perspectives. And there's one fundamental truth that has emerged from that for me, which is everybody needs to talk to bankers more. Now, certainly there are banks who are raising their hand and saying, hey, we wanna help, we wanna partner with you, but there are a massive number of financial institutions in the United States and in other countries that have massive needs that are going unmet because nobody's asking these banks, what do you actually need? On the flip side, some of the companies who've won best of show, some of the accelerators who have produced a lot of best of show winners, have done that because they're forcing their uh, cohorts to continually talk to financial institution executives that day-in, day-out communication, that working hand-in-hand, that feedback is so crucial. So from an innovator standpoint, one of the smartest things you can do is simply try to talk to as many bankers as possible. And believe me, there are bankers, and I've had them on the show, who are saying, we want these conversations to happen. We want to find people who are coming to engage with us and listening to us. So this is, I think, a really, a really crucial piece. But it goes beyond just what the fintech innovators are doing. And the entire ecosystem needs to be in constant touch with them. And One of the pieces that really underlined this for me is when I think to the analyst community who i've had on the show and again there's some very intelligent analysts who've been on our stage at finnovate who've been on our podcast and i really appreciate the conversations i always learn so much from that group but one of the things that struck me about you know why do we think the analysts are so well informed well They're the ones who talk to the bankers all the time. They're the ones who frequently are putting polls out there who are capturing banker sentiment. And they're the ones who are really able to predict these are the big trends that are coming because they're in constant contact with that group of financial institutions. This is a major hole in the FinTech ecosystem. It has been for a very long time. It likely will continue to be, but the more the industry talks to the financial institutions that it serves, the better the end products will be. And this is not just something that happens in the United States. It absolutely happens in Europe as well. And when we think about the concept of, you know, who we consider to be a financial institution, we should cast a really wide net here. Governmental banks, state banks, these are a crucial group to speak to as well. But this is one of the pieces that I've noticed that still is a massive hole in the FinTech ecosystem. More people need to talk to more banks, and the more we do that, the better we are. So with that said, a quick summary for those of you who haven't been paying attention and writing down everything, and, and really, why haven't you? You should be writing this all down. But to just, just to recap, FinTech is intensely personal. It needs to be personal in order to be successful, both on the founder side and on the end user side. The more personal it is, the better it will end up being. Creativity is king. It's not always about inventing a new piece of technology. In many cases, it's about applying existing technology towards an area, towards a problem that hasn't been solved yet. And this is a really crucial element. Those of you who come to FinTech with a heavy tech background, that's terrific. I'm happy to have you in the ecosystem. I wanna see the code that you produce, but you need to think creatively in order to get the most out of whatever tech pieces you're able to provide. Number three, Venture capitalists are guessing too. They're people. They're humans. They're, in many cases, very successful people. They're people who have understood maybe on a personal level what it takes to be successful in this space. They can give a lot of advice, give a lot of really good feedback, and make some very educated guesses in terms of where the ecosystem is going. But at the end of the day, they are still guessing, and you should not take anything that they say as gospel. And the last piece Everybody needs to talk to bankers more. I certainly plan to talk to bankers more. It's one of the pieces of this podcast that I've really enjoyed is getting to talk to so many people. I'm always looking for banks who are willing to come on the show and share their feedback and their thoughts. I think it's so good for it to go that way as well. But... Those are just four of the big lessons that I've taken away. So roughly speaking, that's one lesson for every 50 episodes. Again, hardly comprehensive. I would encourage anybody listening to this to go back through and look at some of the amazing guests that we've had. You can go all the way back to episode one at provoke.fm and find the Finnovate podcast there. Um, And it has been, again, my absolute pleasure getting to cover this industry, getting to have these conversations, getting to learn so much from all of the hyper-intelligent people that I've been able to feature on the show so far. We will keep it going. The next milestone, 250th episode, we'll do something fun. 300th episode, I don't know. We'll see how far we get. But all I can say so far is thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, if you haven't left a review in a while, please do so. And I sincerely look forward to having you all come back and listen as we continue to explore the amazing fintech world over the course of this next year and beyond. Thanks as always for listening and we'll be in touch again soon.